big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast, <laughs> where we are very unserious. <laughs> per usual. Hi, Ayana. Hi, Kayla. How are you? I'm a little better. I was really tired. Oh, what? Earlier today? Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm still drained. I just feel like when people plan weddings, they should be able to take a leave, almost like maternity leave. It should I be know. like a wedding leave. I can see that, especially toward toward the end. Yeah, like right now, yeah. I need to be off of work No, I feel every that. day. I feel that. So, yeah. I feel that. The struggle's real, but you know, I'm out here and I'm making it, pushing it. And we're going to have a great time. You guys, um, there has been some discrepancy about the song that the bridesmaids are coming into. So recommend what song you think the bridesmaids should come into the reception What's to. What's the vibes you looking for, though? Lit. Yeah. Like, we're partying, y'all. Do you want ratchet lit? Do you want... It don't have to be ratchet. Okay. But we can just have a good time. It just needs to be a song that's going to get the people going. Get the people going. Yeah. Give some song recommendations because she's stressing herself out over this. Yeah. For the whole bridal party or just bridesmaids? No, bridesmaids. Y'all are coming in separately. That's why it's a competition. I'm trying to put y'all in a good position. Oh, I see. To compete against the Y'all guys. put us on. Yeah. We need a good song. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, I've had a long weekend. How was New York? New York was interesting. <laughs> Uh, you will not see me post anything because I don't have much to post, okay? Uh, let's just say... Uh, besides your busted kneecaps. Okay, besides the busted <laughs> kneecaps <laughs> and that night, <laughs> besides that night, uh, things are pretty good, you know? I got to see some people that I've been to co- I went to college with. I haven't seen them in like 10 years. That's so great. That was nice. Uh, got to walk around Soho a little bit. Um, yeah, it was a vibe. And then that night happened. <laughs> And I got blackout drunk. I busted my knee. You can see the white meat right now on my knee. It's really gross. Chaos ensued. Um, chaos ensued. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. Um, <laughs> what do you rate New York on your scale of cities? Because I, I feel like you love New York. Do you? But it's been growing. It's been a growing like love. Okay. So I, I visited New York for the first time when I was 13 for like one day or something. It was like one day trip. Uh, it was cool, you know. I was 13, so whatever. The next time I went was with my parents. Wouldn't recommend that as a first trip. Uh, we were doing a lot of touristy stuff, which was fine. But mm-hmm. like my art, my parents were arguing. It was pissing me Aww. off. I didn't get to bring my friend because my friend couldn't come because his parents said no, which also pissed me off. It was just a lot going on. Um, and then it wasn't until really New Year's of this year when I started to really enjoy New York. Oh, that's cool. Because that's when I started dating New York. Yeah. And he showed me New York through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And yeah, ever since then, I've been enjoying it. That's cool. I don't think I've ever really gotten a good representation of New York, so Mm -hmm. I don't really like it. Um, I've been twice. The first time that I went to New York, I was in eighth grade, Mm -hmm. and I went for my... The best friend that I had at the time, we went out there for her to shop for her freshman year in high school. Don't ask questions. Wait, I'm sorry. You can wait. Just one question. Mm-hmm. You, I just clarify. Mm-hmm. Um, you went to New York mm-hmm. just so she could shop for her freshman year in high school. For her freshman year, so no like big event, just like freshman year of high school. No, it was me, her, her mom, and our other best friend. And we all went. So, so she, she could shop, shop. Uh-huh. for freshman year in high school. So that was my first time going to New York. That's um, And then the second time that you I went, money. yeah, the second time that I went was in college mm-hmm. with my friend that I had at the time, Keely, who I really loved. Okay. So we went out there to visit her sister because her sister lives in New York. Okay. Um, and her sister worked for Vogue magazine. Oh, fancy. Yeah, so that was really nice. However, it was a great experience. But as we all know, 
there are white and black sides to all parts of life. And I went and they're both, they're white. I was like, are we talking racially or are we talking? (laughs) Okay, go ahead. They're white. So, I mean, it was a good time, but I think that, yeah, it was just different than Mm. probably the experience I would have if I went with friends that are black. Right. So... That was the only times that okay. I've been out there. Wow. Okay. So yeah. We, we got to go again. And then when I went there that second time, huh? Oh, we got to go. Yes. The podcast. We do need you know, to go. New York was saying that I should have brought all of you guys. He was like, I would have loved to show y'all all around. Because I saw him all Look at all our faces. This weekend. Because you ain't tell us. I couldn't have went anyways because I had the wedding. Yeah, because he was asking. He was like, why didn't Kayla come? He was like, isn't this fashion stuff her thing? I was like, yeah, you know. Ayana, don't tell me nothing. She Look, we, we get on a call. She was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to New York Fashion Week. I'm like, I thought I did tell y'all this. No. Um, well, I got <laughs> oh. invited. I got invited. That's okay. We're planning for it. We're going to go to New York. New York Fashion Week, fun, all the things. It's a fun little, uh, quick little trip. I just don't like... There's a couple things I don't like oh, about New no. York. What is it? Dirty? It's dirty. It's very dirty. It is very It's dirty. expensive. It can be expensive, yes. Um, I don't like that you can't have a car out there. You don't really... Yeah, okay. I mean, you don't need it, don't but, need I don't, it. but I don't You're scared like... scared to take the train. I'm not scared to take the train because taking the train in New York is not like taking the train to Chicago, yes. and I've taken the train to Chicago. I'm so. scared to take the train in New York because of the trains in Chicago. It's Even different, though I though. know they're different, yeah. it still freaks me out. Yeah, it's very different. I took it when I went out there both of the times that I went. So I'm not really scared of it, but because of the fact that the trains in Chicago are the trains in Chicago, I just would rather not take the train, I know, if I that makes that. sense. I feel that. So then I end but up those are expensive. Yeah. Then I end up doing what? Ubering. Take Ubering everywhere. My and Ubers that's were average about 60 bucks. That's what I'm saying. It's expensive. It, it and that's why expensive. people take the subway everywhere. Yeah, but they said the subway wasn't that bad at all. But I was scared to do that by myself. So. Yeah, I wouldn't do it by myself either. Yeah. Even though people do it all the time. Yeah, I didn't trust it. I was just scared. So yeah. Um okay, so we need to add that to our list. We will. I think it's already on our list. New York trip. Yeah. Is it on? Okay. Sure. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, anything else new? Oh, I went to a wedding in Escanaba, Michigan. Wherever the fuck that means. <laughs> the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It was trees everywhere. Was it very white? It was very white. Okay. And it was a lot of greenery and deers oh, running. Pretty. I bet it was pretty. Deers though. were running across the road. I love places. It was pretty, but it made me kind of anxious because I'm from Chicago and I'm used to trains and And people screeching and, you know, noise and food. Good food. It Mm -hmm. wasn't good food in Uh Escanaba. Not Escanaba. I like that name, though. It is kind of cute, right? Escanaba. And they they nickname it. Well, not nickname it, but for short, they call it Esky. Esky. That's cute, right? That's cute. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I have to share. We went for... um, for one of Marcus's best friend's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so great. I've never got a chance to meet them before. Mm-hmm. So it was great to get to meet his friends from college. And they were all just so nice. Everybody up there was really nice too. So okay. it was a good experience. Love that for him. I was just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always hungry. So facts. <laughs> facts. When are you not? Um, okay. Well, that's beautiful. Shall we get into the episode? Let's do it. We said we were going to do an episode of Substance. This is our episode of Substance. Yes, it's been a minute. We know that we have been very um, silly lately. Uh, we just have not been in the mood to have a lot of deep conversations. <laughs> so we also haven't been in the mindset. <laughs> we really haven't. We're barely there today, but we're going to push it out. I just feel like life be already t- I'm tired. I'm tired. It's because life be so heavy. I be having a right. That I be, be trying asking. to escape. I just like, I just want to chill, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we be trying to have a good time, but we know what y'all are here for. Right. And so we're gonna give you we what you trying, want. Y'all. I'm trying to I'm We trying. gonna get back into it. I'm trying to get back into it. So what are we talking about today? Oh, today we are talking about transparency versus vulnerability. Yay! Mainly we're talking about vulnerability, but, you know. Mainly? Why? Mainly. Well, because transparency is pretty simple to talk about. Okay. Like, it's pretty simple to talk about. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so the first question. Yes, question. Um, Do you consider yourself to be transparent or vulnerable? I think that I am naturally transparent. Okay. That's about it. I think I am naturally 
vulnerable. Okay. And wait, before we get into why, we asked you all. Well, we can ask again why after. Yeah. After we've already explained everything. And then we can say why for real. Because yes. then we'll have reasons. Yes. Um, so we asked you all why. I mean, not why. We asked you all, what do y'all think? What was the majority answer? The majority... The majority said that they believe that they are transparent. Ah. Uh, 37 votes for transparent and 20 votes for vulnerable. Ah. Uh, okay. So most people do consider themselves transparent. Okay. So... Difference between the two, transparency is simply being honest about your thoughts and feelings. Vulnerability is doing just that, being honest about your thoughts and feelings at the risk of being emotionally hurt. So there's some form, some degree of uncertainty and feeling of uncertainty to how this other person is going to respond to this information. Like you don't know if you're going to be rejected, shamed, guilted, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, I realize vulnerability definitely looks different for, for different people. I think the example I gave to someone was uh, like two people can experience something, the same thing, like uh, an abortion. Mm -hmm. It could, if someone talking about it, one person talking about it could be simply them being transparent about like, oh yeah, this is what happened. Uh, someone else could talk about that and they may experience some form of shame and like guilt around that emotion. So when they're described or expressing something that happened to them, the abortion that happened to them or that they chose it, then that's, that's vulnerability for them. Mm -hmm. So it's different for everybody. Uh, another way that it was described to me was like, if you look inside a house and you're looking inside the windows, uh, transparency is saying, yo, yeah, you can look inside, but don't touch nothing. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is like, okay, yeah, you can look inside. And actually, why don't you also come inside with me mm -hmm. and sit with me mm -hmm. while I, you know, be in these emotions. Mm -hmm. So difference between the two. So why do you think that you are a more transparent person? I think I'm naturally just a very honest person, um, just naturally. I think the only thing that's confused me as far as like whether I'm vulnerable or not has been the show and mm. my very public marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I think naturally, though, I would not have felt inclined to share at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe with my friends and family and stuff. But usually when I do share, it's either in the beginning when I realize something's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, if I'm going through some form of an identity crisis, it's like, oh, shit, y'all, I might be gay. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I won't talk like through the emotion part with them. Mm -hmm. And not until everything is like already done with and like there's been some form of conclusion or clarity on what I'm thinking and feeling. And then I'll like just say it you but process internally process internally so that's just me being transparent now every once in a while i will have a moment where i'm being completely vulnerable like for example anytime we have a conflict i feel like that requires vulnerability mm -hmm. because we know we don't know how the other person is going to respond to that uh nonetheless like we know that it's a necessary step in order to you know move forward move forward yeah. uh so in situations like that i can be definitely vulnerable but like for the most part I think I'm pretty just transparent. Yeah, I feel like with me, um, I'm definitely more vulnerable than I am transparent. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, like being very honest, uh, what you see is not always what you get with yeah. me. I think that I am pretty good at putting on the face that I need to put on mm. um, in order to accomplish whatever it is that I need to accomplish at yeah. the time. Uh, because of the, and I think I learned that from a, pretty young age because of the fact that I experienced like so much loss at a young age. And it's always like when you experience loss and you're a kid, it's like all eyes are on you, mm -hmm. right? Like everybody's watching you like, what's she going to do? How's she going to re react? Yeah. Is she going to break down? That right. whole thing. And so I learned to put a face on to protect and guard myself. And right. I think that I've carried that into my my yeah. life just I, in general. I would imagine so cuz if you're if you're doing it for that long, it just becomes piece of like your your protectiveness. Right. But I'm I am very open to sharing my emotions with mm -hmm. people. Um I am very open to share things that I went through. I don't feel as though 
um, stories, like things that have happened to me, mm. happened to me for me to keep them to myself. Like, mm. I'm like, okay, I'll share these things so other people can learn with me. And like, yeah. I'll be in these emotions with you and whatnot. Um, but in terms of you looking at me and being able to like, mm. see what it is I'm feeling, thinking, like, I feel like certain people can, like mm. certain people I'm really close to, like all of you. Yes. Like, I think that there's a certain level of transparency that I have, but in terms of like outsiders and people who don't know me, no, I feel like I come off as a very different version of myself than yeah. what I really am. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I just think people don't, I don't know. And I think about that even, it's been coming up a lot with me with work too. Um, that it's that, that feeling of like this identity of who I am is not who I really am. Oh, I see what you mean. Do you get what I mean? No, like, I see what you mean. I'm still open. Like, I still share things about myself, but mm-hmm. it, it's still that aspect of feeling like I'm putting on a face. Like, is it because of the, uh, you're playing a role? Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, it's almost like playing a role. Yeah. Um, and me under, like, being very understanding of the role that I have to play in yeah. different scenarios yeah. and putting on the face that I need for those things. I feel like that's pretty normal, especially in the workspace. It's it's hard to to find, first of all, it's hard to find work as a whole that you can be completely vulnerable in. Yeah. Even with me being on social media, I can't be completely vulnerable with my audience as far as like things that are going on as a whole. Like some some things I don't mind sharing with people, but other things it's like, ooh, that's a little too close mm. right there. Uh, so I don't know that you can find that anywhere. I shoot. I don't know. But but then it makes me think about these jobs that try to create like it's like a like a inauthentic forced vulnerability. You know how they do oh my those, gosh. You know how they do those those exercises in the beginning and they say, yeah. like, tell me something that like you were embarrassed by or a situation that stressed you out or like a blah, 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 blah. And so now I'm stressing out trying to figure out what's something that I can share that's like the- that's yeah. that'll appease people but mm-hmm. and that but that they're trying to create vulnerability but that's not what it's doing it's yeah. just like vulnerability has to be first of all it can't be something that's forced it has to be something that's like that naturally that happens. naturally happens like because vulnerability requires the specific person who's you know expressing the vulnerability to be open to that you can't push that somebody into that yeah you really can't like it has to be something that somebody naturally wants to do yeah and i just wonder kind of what drives that in people like what that makes them want to do it yeah i will say i think vulnerability is definitely um i think it's like a muscle the more you do it the more that you realize like oh everything actually did end up okay Mm because people who who do uh practice a lot more vulnerability typically have higher lifespans mm-hmm. um they typically have more fulfilling relationships uh they have higher levels of self acceptance because like you talking about it you have to accept certain things about yourself in order to tell other people about it because you don't know how they're going to react mm-hmm. and regardless of how they react you have to accept whatever that consequence is cuz you know it's a risk to tell them yeah. nonetheless at the end of the day you know who you are and yeah. That's the only reason, part of the reason why you share it, because it's like, well, this is how I feel about it. Uh, If you react poorly, that's going to hurt my feelings. But nonetheless, I'll probably still be open enough with someone else who does deserve this because I know who I am. Yeah, I think that like it's really crazy. I think that I used to be way more vulnerable than what I am now. Mm -hmm. I might be. Well, Well, I'll get into that, but I think that I feel like I'm the most vulnerable with Marcus. As you should be. It literally just comes out of me. As you should be. Has it always been like that? In relationships, I've always been that way. I've always been that way. I've always been my most vulnerable self in a relationship. I feel the most comfortable addressing concerns because I do not like conflict. Yeah. So I try to avoid conflict at all costs if it is not something that is going to like really impede on me, then I will try my hardest to not put myself in the face of conflict. But when it comes to relationships, baby, I don't care. I am. We will, we will be in conflict. (laughs) 
I agree. Even beyond conflict, if there's just like something that I'm feeling, even when it comes to work or like anything, anything, because I think the hardest thing for me to share with people is usually when I'm in a state of confusion because I don't like being misunderstood Mm -hmm. and I don't like people holding me to a standard of what I used to feel when I've already changed my mind because then that's going to piss me off because I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I know that was two days ago, but that's not how I feel no more. I've moved on. I've moved on. Um, so the the that's usually when it's harder for me to be vulnerable. But in relationships, it could be conflict with them. It could be something in my in my in my workspace. Like I am just an open book. But that's mm-hmm. why I always have craved more intimacy and connection in my relationships. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, sometimes I can't get that met with some of these men, but (laughs) cause they don't know how to do it. They Mm -hmm. literally don't know how to do it. Uh, Which still reminds me of that woman on TikTok who was saying that it's hard for her to compare her romantic relationships to her friendships because her friendships just like can reach higher heights than any of her romantic relationships Mm. have, which is crazy. What? I didn't see that. I keep saying it everywhere. And I think it's cause I liked it once it keeps showing up. What do you think about that? Um, I think... I think we're in the middle of like some form of an epidemic or something, or maybe it's just because we're at an age where like people are getting more serious about things and they're starting to see a deficit. But I just keep, I think me being a single, even before I was single though, when I was married, I used to just hear all these complaints about like women not necessarily finding the right men for them because they feel like men are emotionally unavailable or they're emotionally stunted and they don't, they don't value things like, like connection, emotional uh, connection or vulnerability. They don't know how to do that they don't have these skills in order to build a more connected relationship yeah they're they're not raised to though and so that's why you find these outliers that are like people where they talk about like oh finding a a man like this is rare Mm -hmm. because in most men it's not instilled in them they don't have the they don't have the same type of um, training up that women do to be like empathetic, to be vulnerable, to be transparent and all of that. I don't believe that. that I, think, I think, yes, that's absolutely true that they're not trained. But I think by your early 30s, you should have wanted to crave more for yourself, mm-hmm. like crave more connectedness or crave more, more, I don't know, just like genuinity and authenticity in your relationships and you have to seek that out. But do you feel like people will have that that desire if they don't surround themselves? Like, I feel like a lot of things are relative. So, like, in our... It, I get so, like, freaked out. I have these conversations with Marcus because he talks about how, like, women were when he was, like, dating and stuff yeah. like that. And I would just be like, what? Like, women are not like that but because my relative like in my relativity like with women that you know they're not like that that you surround i don't surround myself with people that are like that and so i think that when it comes to um men who may not have that desire for the connectedness for a genuine g g g g g unit y'all know what i'm trying to say genuinity genuinity why would they crave that you know what i will say the part that's annoying usually when you find a rare man that you've dated his friends are also like that. <laughs> his friends are also like that it's like god damn it i can't date the homie <laughs> no they're all in the same circle fuck yeah it's okay it's a sad day you try to do that then you're gonna be the the problem. The problem. Then you're the problem. You're the one that they talk about. Look. Those trifling, <laughs> conniving women. <laughs> ah, yeah. No, it's okay. I'm so weak. It's okay. Um. This, okay, this was, was what I was going to say yes. earlier. Mm-hmm. So vulnerability is something that has been like a pretty big theme right now in my life because mm-hmm. of the fact, I kind of talked about this last week. Uh about the aspect of my job oh, sucking yeah. vulnerability out of me. Um, because it's not a space for you to be vulnerable. It's for everyone else to be vulnerable. But I think that's hard for you because you connect with mutual vulnerability. And you can't do that in your... In your you can be transparent, but that's not as like 
rewarding. Yeah, but then it makes me not desire it outside of my work life because my work life is so emotionally draining Mm -hmm. and taxing on me. And I never thought that it would be like, Mm. because I've always, you know, been that person. Like, I'll, like, I could take it. Like, it's cool, you know? But I think it's exactly what you said. It's the fact that I enjoy the mutual connectedness. Like, okay, let's mutually share. Let's mutually, Mm -hmm. like, talk about it. But being in the position where you just have to sit and take it, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Wait, listen to how she describes it. I got to sit and take it. (laughs) I literally just sit there and I'm like, wow, but I've noticed how it's impacted me emotionally and vulnerability wise in my outside relationship. Like I just don't have the same capacity capacity that I used to have. It reminds me of moms and how they would describe being touched out. I've I've never experienced this because I don't have a child for myself, but they say uh, some moms will experience like they'll, they're, they'll have young, young children who are just on them all the time, Mm -hmm. like, and constantly touching, constantly needing, constantly, constantly, constantly that when it comes to other people, they don't even want to hug. They don't want to Did you experience that? Asia is a touchy ass. <laughs> she is. That's why I wondered. I'm like, no, did you experience Asia's that at touchy any point? As hell. She is. But yeah, I, that's, that's so that interesting. But yeah. yeah, it's it's just like that. It's just like touched that. out. Emotionally touched out. And so <laughs> I think that that also goes into even though I've been um, not working for mm. all this time that we've been having these like fun episodes. Mm. But I think that coming from a space where I was working as a counselor last school year and I had that like those months off, I feel like a lot of times I'm craving almost like a escape or distraction Mm -hmm. or something opposite of the experience that I have versus the person that I pre I don't want to say that I previously was, was because I don't think that it's not the person that I am. I just feel like I don't have access to those pieces of you me don't right have now. Room. I really don't. You don't have the room for it. I really don't. I really don't. And I just I miss the the girl that used to cry on the drop Aww. of a dime. Like I miss being able to see people cry and I cry with them. I can't do that anymore. Remember, but I've been trained out of it. Moment of silence for the women we used to be two years ago. Okay. Cause I was just talking to my therapist about this yesterday and I was crying and shit about it. I was like, I used to be so optimistic. What do you feel like took your optimism? You don't want to talk about that? It's fine. You know, so this is off topic. So we, we got to quickly talk about this. It's off topic, but I feel like it's still, do y'all feel like this is completely off topic? It's off topic. It's off topic. Cause I feel like it's still. No, it's off topic. Oh, so like, (laughs) <laughs> so one thing about me is I told you, I mean, we've talked about this in several ways, but not, but also yes. And we just talked about it, how like our relationships were it for us. I mean, not it, like our friendships were important too, but like our relationships is where like, like we experienced the most connectedness mm-hmm. and the most like high levels of vulnerability and blah, blah, blah. And that's always been the case for me. And if, even if it wasn't the case for me, it was always the goal. Yeah. Um. So... Me always striving to be a good person always shifted from like maybe my faith to because uh, when I went through my faith crisis, it was no longer my faith. And then it was pushing to do whatever role God had for me. And I know the roles that God had for me in my mind was like, well, I know for a fact is be a good wife, be a good mother. That was always the push for me to mm. like, I need to be the best person that I can be. And I need to start preparing now in my early twenties, mm-hmm. because by the time that I'm married, I want to be an amazing wife and I want to be an amazing mother. Once I have kids. Yeah. Fuck. I know <laughs> life, life smacked the shit out of me with that marriage Yeah, because I went from wanting five children before that marriage and being married for the rest of my life to questioning if I could ever find someone that I want to marry again Mm -hmm. and if I even want to have kids. Yeah. So the motivation to continue to grow and be a good person was... Yeah. Granted, it wasn't a very good motivation to begin with. Yeah. I should have been doing it for myself, but living for myself always seemed boring to me. Yeah. Because it's like, why would then that's what? Yeah. There are other people though. Yeah. (laughs) There are other hello people here. I get you because that was... That was kind of like my mission for such a long, well, literally up until I found Marcus, like my mission, my sole mission, the most important thing to me. And we were kind of having this 
type like a conversation around this before we started the episode, but I was so hyper focused on relationships mm-hmm. my entire life. Facts. It was the only thing that I cared about. Same. And I think it was because like when you experience lack in a certain area, you almost dive yourself into um the thing that feels in my mind, it felt like you watch like romance movies, you grow up like watching freaking Disney princesses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you see how love like saves people. Yeah. And so it's just always to me in my mind, I was like, well, this is going to save me. So (laughs) I need to find it. I'll be happy after this. Yeah. So I was just always in search of this sort of happiness from relationship instead of looking inward and giving it to myself. Same. And now... I think after my divorce, have I realized once that motivation was like, felt like it was stripped for me, then I realized like, oh shit. Cause now there's a deficit. Mm-hmm. I was talking, oh, this is how I know it's bad. I was talking to my therapist yesterday. Yesterday, She was like, well, I know Ayana, you're going to work on this because you're a growth mindset. I said, I don't know, am I? She said, oh. You don't think you are? Uh, I've been preaching growth mindset on this podcast. I think I was. You know Until- what? I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You know what I realized? I am not very good at life when I'm overwhelmed. The issue is, is I get overwhelmed easily. <laughs> Preach so to I'm, the choir. I'm just out here living a very dysfunctional life in between extremes. Yeah. I'll be like, no, I'm great. I'm fine. I feel equipped for whatever's coming my way. And then something come my way. I'm like, no, no, I don't want it. Yeah, that's me. I literally have the same issue. I'm a life brat. I've been really trying. And you know what we really have to work on? And we've been saying this for a long time. The both of us. <laughs> what? The both of us. And I'm trying to implement it, but it is be it the so self-talk? hard. It's the it's self-talk. I knew she was going to say that. I knew she was going to say that. Lit- you know what I We got to start correcting each other. Yeah. But the problem that I have is the internal battle because oh, what the voices that go on in my Ooh, they head, they're, they're not nice. They're like, not nice at all. I hear very not nice things in my mind about myself I don't constantly. Know how many times a day I call myself stupid? Look, I'm like, Anna, why would you do that? That was stupid. I just, I defeat myself before I ever step forward. Thanks. I defeat myself. I'm just like, oh yeah, well that's dumb. Like you're stupid. You're what? Sorry, this just reminded me of a of a tweet I saw. It's gonna fuck you up. Oh God, it's gonna. Fuck I might need you it. Up. But I've been trying to work. I've I've tried. The thing is, I feel like the best that I was I was at it, which is so wild, mm. was during the pandemic. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I was like, damn, I need another quarantine. But like, what was it? What was it during the pandemic that made it so perfect for us to be the best version of ourselves? Because we didn't have the distractions. All that we had to do was choose ourselves. And like what you just said, what I, and what I agree with, you get so overwhelmed by outside factors that it makes you crumble. And during the pandemic, there were like the outside factor was that COVID is going on and you're in the house. So literally all you had to worry about is, hmm, what can I do? How can I pour into myself without and it was so the easy. things? It was so easy. I was working out. Look, I was I waking to, up at 5 a.m. and I didn't even have to. I used to talk so positively to myself then. That was when I was doing the... um. Oh, what was I? Oh, I was doing um, mindful, mindful Mondays and I was posting on my Instagram and I would share like things that I was doing to pour into myself because I was so good at it. Then it was so aligned with who I was. (laughs) I would write in my journal every day. I had all these affirmations. I would like express gratitude. And now when I sit down and try to do stuff like that, I'd be like, I hate this freaking job. I'm pissed (laughs) off. I don't like this person. And it's just like, it just infiltrates my mind. Like, and I try so hard to shove it out, but it is like ruminating. I I don't think that the isolation was the reason that the self-talk was good during that time. I think it was realizing that things could really be worse and that what you had before is no longer relevant. So it's like Mm. losing that and then being like, damn, I'm left with my house and I have to fend for myself and these are the ways I'm going to pour into me. Because because in reality, like people are literally dying. Yeah. It was a certain gratefulness. Yeah. The fact that I can wake up and like you look around and you realize like, oh wow, like all the things that I hated before because yeah the only thing that makes me pause is like so technically i could say that now you could 
So why, <laughs> why am I still struggling? But think about it. If you were to be isolated and to go through COVID right now, yeah. how do you think you would respond? I actually do don't know. Do you think it would be the same way? Do you I don't think know. you would have the same routine? I literally don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would. Maybe it's the circumstances of your life that cause you to feel as though. You know what? I will say when when quarantine happened, I had literally just moved to Chicago. Mm -hmm. Everything was a fresh start. Mm. Everything was a fresh start because I didn't know anyone. I didn't. Ah, That's a good perspective. It was a fresh start for me at that time, too, because I had just graduated college. Oh, wow. And I had just like I had just graduated college not long Mm. before that. And I was just in the baby phase of starting my career. And so everything was new with that. Mm. And so I didn't really, I didn't really like lose anything necessary, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like, there I, feel are like people, I was at the point of gaining. Exactly. There are people who like had already routines and things set up with the way that their life moved and work and whatnot. I didn't have that situation. Like I was just starting my career life. So I was like, oh, I get to be at home. Like yeah. this is perfect. Yeah. But it put me more into my introvert shell yeah. than ever before. But th- that was also kind of good for me because I was able to block out so much. I-, I just felt like I was really in my own bubble. Facts. And it was what sparked inside of me that like maybe I don't need to be around, like work around so many people. Mm. Like I kind of felt, I really felt that. And that was the reason why, and this is the part that keeps coming up in my mind. Like Kayla, you literally went back to school not to be a school counselor, but to provide outside services that have to do with counseling. Now, does that vision still align with who I am today? Questionable. Because like what we were just saying, we went through a life altering thing. Like COVID changed everything for everybody. Yeah. It really did. And so the people that we were like before we went into, like think about who you were before quarantine happened. (laughs) Who was that person? Oh, cute little Ayana. Who do you feel like you were then? She was so young sweet. So full of life. So full of life and sweet. Actually, that's not true. I, <laughs> I before quarantine, was, uh, I mean, I'm still myself, fairly chaotic, uh, fairly impulsive, but like thought out impulsive. Like, hey, I'm going to move to here and... I'm telling y'all after the fact type of impulsive, but it was thought out. Um, I didn't have extremely strong relationships or friendships at the time because I didn't value them at that point. Um, I had been so used to being by myself all the time that it was fine for me. It was during quarantine where I started to value connection because Mm. being secluded like that for 10 straight months was like a lot for me. And that's when I realized the Ari Lennox quote that I will never not quote. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, I need people. <laughs> and that's what it was for me. I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. I even started to love my parents more. It was wild. That's crazy. I feel like I had the opposite effect. Oh. Because I have always, I think because of me being an only child, I have always craved being around people. And I put that as such a high value. Like literally all through college, I was always with people. (laughs) If it wasn't, because I wasn't in a relationship for a majority of college, but I was with my friends all the time. I was never alone. I was always with people. And so having- I was either. Yeah. So having that moment of stillness and being alone, I really started to pour into myself in a very different type of way and like find things that I really liked about myself, loved about myself. I had just- got out of a toxic relationship. So Love that was that like really pushing myself. It's like a shedding. Yeah. Marcus and I had just started it's the dating. Fresh start. It's the fresh start. It thing. was the fresh start. It was the fresh but start. But how do we implement that into without, our lives without today? A fresh start? See, and that's my issue. I think that's how I would always implement the good changes is I would just make some drastic change like moving. And I can't do that now. Now mm-hmm. I can't run. So what do you do? Which now always that felt you like a positive run. run. It was a positive run because great things happened. Nonetheless, I can't run. So now that you have to sit in it, how do you 
That's what I'm trying to figure out. You don't know. <laughs> Cause I keep thinking I'm good. I keep well, that's another thing. I need to stop doing things in black and white like that. Like I'm good or I'm bad. I I'm healed just, or I'm yes. unhealed. Um Shan talked about something about some some people taking on being healed or a healed woman as an identity. And it made me pause, like, oh my God, have I been doing that? And I think I slick have, which is why it's been hard for me when I do have hard moments. Cause I forget like there is no such thing as completely healed. It's a journey. It's yeah. always a journey. Yep. You know? We're constantly in orbit. And constantly. I think that we feel like at a certain point, I know, I know. We feel like at a certain point we should just have it under wraps. Like, it but you now. never do because it it goes back to the the analogy I used about the video game thing. We're in a video game. So when you master one level, you go up to another level and there's other things. There's to other beat. challenges. There's other challenges. And Instead of focusing on, I think that the main thing that I, I'm really trying to challenge myself to do that is very difficult for me is instead of focusing on the challenges that I'm facing, focus on the gratitude that I have for the blessings that came with those challenges because of the fact that even though there are always new challenges, there are things that come with that, that are things that you've prayed for things that you've mm. manifested whatever you choose to do they got there but they just come with challenges yeah and that's the hard part i think the hardest thing about life is learning that it's unfair oh look the best advice that my dad gave me that i try to really stick with and this is gonna sound really like dramatic but nobody cares nobody cares and Not that true. is the hardest reality. I think that Not that true. is the biggest difference between myself today and myself when I was like young, fresh out of college. I felt like everybody should care about my problems. <laughs> like what? Kayla said, what about me? What about me? I care about yeah. everybody else's problems. Why don't they care about my That's problems? So that was bad. my huge issue. That's another hard thing about life is, exp- is stop expecting people to respond the way that you Oh my gosh. We should... Stop it. What? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> because you are uniquely you. Right. I and they like are uniquely them. I and they bring all different the time. things to the table. I feel like if the whole world was like me, it'd be a great place. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know <laughs> that, if that, that is that, true. Somebody has to. as fuck. <laughs> somebody needs to balance so, you though. out. Beautifully so. I do, I do need people in my life that balance me. Because mm-hmm. naturally alone, it's just chaos. Yeah. I am chaos. Yeah. I love it though. I just need to get out of my head. I got to set some. Okay. Okay. Let's walk away from this episode (laughs) with some, with with some, I just want us to have some things. Let's walk away with some tools in our belt. Some actionable things (laughs) that we're going to do. What is it? Like for real, for real. And then we say it here and then. All of you can hold us accountable as well. Oh, no. I don't like that. Can yeah. Accountability hold, is hold so much fun. Okay. Accountability okay. partners. Okay. okay fine. <laughs> so. What's our actionable things? I need. I know what I need to do. Is it your self-talk? Yeah. But I think that also comes with my self-care. I think part of the reason why my self-talk is so bad is because I don't prioritize myself you need routine self-care i do not I really not do. Un, not like unpredictable like i need to do it two times a week i think you need routine because your life is your life works better if it's in routine yeah and i hate that and you have to prioritize i hate that so much though. because contrary to popular belief mm. i really do like spontaneity i, I enjoy that and so that's why it's so hard for me to stick to a schedule. Like, I really don't like that because it feels too rigid. Yeah. It reminds me of my childhood. My parents <laughs> are very scheduled type of people. And I've always said, when I grow up, I'm never going to be like that. So that's why it's really hard for me. But I really do need it. Um, it doesn't. And I think how I can mix oh. it up is I can freestyle some different ways of I self-care. Was just about, okay, here's an idea. Okay. So I still think it should be routine, but I do think you should have like a bowl or something with like just a bunch of ideas and that'll be where the spontaneity is. Yeah. Have a bunch of self-care I- uh, ideas in there, shake it up and just pick one for the day. Yeah, that's what I really need to do, but I have to get back into me because I don't, I don't spend time with myself. And that's what makes it very difficult when it comes time for me to outpour into others and connect with other people. I think that's why I've been kind of like a vegetable lately. Like, man, I don't really look for 
depth right mm-hmm. now. I look for more so like, let's just have fun. Like, let's just vibe out. Like, it's very hard for me to do that because I just do it all day at work. I feel that. So, yes, I need to get back in my self-care. And I think that if I got back and spending time with myself and relearning things about myself that I actually like about myself, Mm -hmm. I won't be so harsh on myself. I feel that. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful. And also, the thing that... The thing that we all talked about that I'm really trying to do is I'm really trying to challenge myself. And I think that previously when I would challenge myself, I would feel as though um, I would have that's where the negative self-talk is really bad. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to put myself in a different position where I challenge myself and enjoy the learning process and be being okay with not being perfect at something as soon as I try it. Strive for excellence, not perfection. Yes, so, and that's, look, I'm telling you, that's where that comes from. When I was a kid, if I would like do schoolwork and stuff like that and not do well in it, I would talk so poorly about myself and I would feel stupid and feel mm-hmm. like I'm not good enough and whatnot. Yeah. And so that has translated into my adult life and it's made me very, I don't know, like I mean, it makes me not put myself in a lot of situations that are challenging. Yeah. I choose to put myself in situations that I know I could do it with ease. I feel that. Okay. What about you? Um, I feel like you engage in self-care. I do engage in self-care. Probably. A little too much. <laughs> well, the thing is, I don't, I, I usually struggle with just like overindulgence or underindulgence of anything. Mm. Balance is always it's hard It's the for extreme. Me. It's the extremes. I struggle with balance. Um, But yeah, I think my life is just like the, the <laughs> breeding grounds of just like extremes. Or it, it just like, Gives me too much opportunity to live in extremes. So from like because ha- you have so much free time. Yeah, even even when it comes to like me being in New York, being super social, peopling a lot in New York, to coming back to my apartment and like not talking to people for two days. Like it's just that I can do a lot in the mm-hmm. extremes, and I have room to do that now, which is a little bad. Anyways, what I really do want to work on is, of course, the self talk. I need to get back to my affirmations. I've been slacking on my affirmations for months. Now. Do you feel like they were working? For I think you? they definitely were for a minute. Okay, and then I slowed down. Okay. Um. So the affirmations, and I need to start correcting myself in the when I'm actually talking, because I mean, again, I call myself dumb like five times a day at least. Mm-hmm. At least. You know, the other thing Mm. that seems like it's important, Mm. I think that you might need to really prioritize like a certain amount of self-discipline, like kind of what we were talking about for me, like really kind of curating a type of schedule for yourself and actually sticking to it so that you can make the best use of your time. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah. That's the, it's hard. I was thinking about that while I was on the toilet this morning (laughs) (laughs) about like, what are some ways that I can increase like just my self-confidence and myself and my ability to handle things. And I know, and I was thinking about parents, the way that they do it with their children or the best way to do it with their children is to, um, to help your children just feel as, um, why am I blanking on that word? competent mm. as competent as possible and but that that you experience competency when you try something out you realize you can do it you do it again you realize you can do it you get better at it you realize you can do it uh at home it's difficult to do that when no one's holding me accountable when i said that well i will say it's been helping a little bit with my uh, i got just got a whiteboard and me writing down a list of objectives that i want to do for the day and at least crossing off three per day oh that's good that's been good uh the days that i don't do that though Again, the self-talk is so bad that I feel extreme shame and then I won't do anything for two days. Yeah. So it's just been like a. So it's really the the you being able to push yourself back up after you might have failed. It comes back. What was that episode we had? Resilience Resiliency versus, versus I have resilience. I have plenty of resilience. Not a lot of grit. Though. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Not a lot of grit. Yeah. But you got this. I think that I think that the really important thing, the important message that we don't um really believe enough is failure is inevitable. Yeah. Like we're going to fail. Fact. And not being so defeated by failing or 
like taking that that opportunity to be like, what did I really learn from this experience? Facts. And being able to bring yourself back from it. How you know? the hell did we get here? We were talking about transparency and vulnerability. I don't know. I mean, we're being vulnerable <laughs> and transparent. So that's how we got here. You see what we did there? Um, but it, we just let whatever come out, come out because we haven't done one of these deeper conversations in a while. So we just can't well, help. it is easier to do it here. I will say if I'm vulnerable anywhere or I can be vulnerable, it might be here. Maybe not in front of like other people that I don't know. But like here, I can do that. You want to know why? Because I feel psychologically and emotionally safe. I love that. That's how you know you can be vulnerable with somebody. Yeah. Do you Ooh. feel emotionally safe? <laughs> I have one last thing to add to this conversation about vulnerability versus transparency. I was telling Marcus that I feel nervous about if I'm going to cry at the wedding mm. because of the fact, not because I'm not emotional, like I'm, I'm going to feel all the feels. I feel like I will do it, mm. but- I'm, I get nervous to show masses oh, my emotions. I think that's... Think about it. I've never even cried on the normal. podcast. That's normal, though. So, I mean, even if you... Uh, see, I don't know. Maybe you won't. I don't know. Because that's a lot of people. It's a lot and of people, people. And they're all going to be don't? looking at me. So, and it's just... I will say that shit is awkward as fuck. Yeah, it's just weird. It's so, I don't know. Like, and I might... Just trying to look for faces that you know. You'd be like, hi! Exactly. That's what I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna be looking at y'all like because it's hard to just stare at Marcus too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably just cry from the overwhelm of emotions of mm-hmm. what the day is, but mm-hmm. I would like it is my innate like desire to try to fight that. From you know happening. what I feel like a moment that might actually make you cry. I don't think it'll be when you're like walking down the aisle or anything. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be when you and Marcus are up there alone and because for a second there you might forget that everyone else is there and you guys are just connecting with just you With two. the vows. Yeah with the vows. The vows might the vow- get me. The vows got me man. Yeah the vows <laughs> will probably get me. <laughs> and I think the first dance too oh, with yeah. him and anything my dad. that's just like oh. Yeah I think I'll cry when I dance with my dad. That's beautiful. I think I will. It's it's the the one to one moment. Yeah. That, and I asked him if he was going to cry at the wedding. He said for what? I said okay. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know cuz you're marrying the best woman alive. There lies my daddy <laughs> issues. <laughs> Um. All right. Well, oh, you meant your dad said that. My dad. Oh no, Marcus said he's gonna be boohoo crying. I say I can't imagine Marcus not crying. Marcus is gonna cry. I asked my dad if he's gonna cry. Oh, he said for what? He said for what? <laughs> he said manage your expectations. <laughs> Damn. I said okay, dad. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for crushing my dream. Thanks, Dad. But yeah, let's do a little vulnerability affirmation because Ooh, we, we need it's it. It's been a minute since we've done Obviously, we need it because we just told y'all how we're struggling. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. I have the courage to be vulnerable. I have the courage to be vulnerable. Sharing my true self is brave and I'm proud of myself for my courage. Sharing my true self is brave and I'm proud of myself for my courage. I am not needy. I have needs like everyone else. Ooh, I like that one. I am not needy. I have needs like everyone else. My needs deserve to be met as much as anyone else's. Mm, My needs deserve to be met as much as anyone else's. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, so I have three that I wrote. I think some of these are from the four agreements though as well um today i choose happiness optimism and dedication to self mm, today i choose happiness optimism and dedication to self tonight really good yeah or whenever you're listening uh always do your best your best is always enough Aw, always do your best your always do my best my best is good enough <sighs> Don't make assumptions. Always ask questions. Oh, I'm going to do that anyways. Okay, don't make assumptions. Ask questions. <laughs> I'm going to say I do that. I'm going to ask me some questions. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, on that note, we are going to wrap it up. Um, as always, you all can follow us on TikTok at fill in the blank pod. You can find our lovely visuals on YouTube, fill in the blank podcast. If you want to see our beaming faces and our crazy reactions. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram at fill in the blank underscore. I am at as told by dot Kayla and Ayana is at Ayana dot We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.